Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast, episode number four. My name is Andrew, and I am joined by my friend Ben Brown, dad of two now. Ben just welcomed his second baby. How's Ben doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm uh, just a sigh. Yeah, it's um. So I had a well. First of all, I'm tired. Uh, definitely. Are yeah, you coherent? Ben is coherent yeah. right now. Yeah, so. I'm still, uh, I am tired to the point where I am drinking coffee with a shot of espresso in it at what, 9, 15 at, at night? Whoa. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to go pass out. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, it's uh, it's weird because, uh, you know, coming home from the hospital with another infant, this is not our first experience with, with a new kid. Um, but it's amazing how much you forget in such a short amount of time. Um, oh, yeah. You know, our son's only two and a half and, and there's so many things we're having to like relearn and remind ourselves of uh, that yeah. we had completely forgotten up until now. Dude, well, this episode, we are going to dive into that. The things that you've forgotten, your experience thus far uh, a week in. And uh, and then we will follow it up with some with some questions. Sorry, I'm like not talking right right now. Uh, we'll we'll follow it up with a couple questions that we got from YouTube. I just posted, hey, are there any questions that we can answer? And um, we only had like three questions come in, so uh, I think right. it's pretty well, appropriate uh, for the questions that that came in. They're they're kind of relevant to right now. So uh, awesome. we'll we'll just kind of dive in. I'm I'm you're having a coffee. I'm having a passion fruit mochi ice cream have you do you have you had mochi Ooh. ice cream i have had mochi big Dude. fan uh i feel like people get weird about it because of the texture yeah because um, like it's kind of chewy and sort of weird but i don't know i'm a i'm a good like textural eater i like eating weird textured stuff oh it's it's soft it's gummy it's delicious this is passion fruit flavored i'm a listen man i'm asian right i i, I grew up with with trying non-traditional flavors all right so the texture the dessert all that stuff. I, we got this from trader joe's so of course or no we got it from heb i don't know you can find them at trader joe's anyway they're delicious give them a shot but while i enjoy this ben let's talk about it man let's talk about it you welcome baby number two yeah how has it been through week number one let's go uh it's been really really good um it's been, I will say, I, w I don't want to call it easy uh, because I don't think raising kids is easy by any stretch of the imagination. But I think we had sort of built up this idea of welcoming a second kid to being more complicated than it actually is. Um, and and honestly, to, I have to give a shout out to you, Andrew, and uh, to some close friends of ours um, who both kind of gave us the the shot of confidence in that knowing like hey bring in home an, another infant when you already have a toddler you'll realize how easy infants are and that is probably the most real thing you've said i mean it, was, it is so <laughs> awesome um so like you know my my wife and i are both very fortunate that we have uh, parental leave so we're both off from work uh, for a pretty significant amount of time at this point and you kind of forget that infants, when they come home, they don't really do a whole lot except sleep and eat and need to be changed. And mm -hmm. that's really it. So yeah. our days, you know, our son goes to daycare, which means our days are kind of our own at this point. Um, mm -hmm. We have the choice on whether or not we want to leave the house or go do something. 
Um, she really just needs to be fed and then she sleeps for a couple hours and we kind of go about our day. Um, and she's just really along for the ride. I forget how much like a majority of that stage of a newborn is just sleeping. Like they sleep so much and it's actually much more hands off than you realize. And, um, you know, it's a slow burn for sure. But to the point where I got concerned, I actually asked our pediatrician (laughs) because I couldn't remember how much my son had slept when we first got him home, because I feel like there's such a, a drastic difference in how you feel between your first and second kid. And like the first one, it's like, everything's new. Everything's like anxiety inducing. It's all, yeah, it's all, I I felt like I was at like a 10 all the time. I just didn't know what was going on and I didn't want to break him. And now that we're on number two and it's like, you realize, you know what? They're babies are like kind of hard to break. Um, they're they're pretty, yeah, they're very resilient. Um, and you know, they don't really need a whole lot other than to, you know, to be fed and to sleep for 18 to 20 hours a day. Um, but they don't really do much. Um, so you kind of are getting back to like, we're getting back to that idea of like, you know, how many diapers, like tracking diapers, tracking feeding it's, that's the biggest commitment is figuring out what to track to know that you're on track for growth and development and and digestion and all their systems are working the way they're supposed to, because they can't, you know, come up and tell you that, Hey, my stomach hurts like our toddler can. Yeah. And uh, it's funny too, because I remember we were, we tracked the diapers and the feeding like really hard in those first weeks. Um, and well, with our first baby, we tracked like religiously. And then like the second baby, we like tracked you know, a couple of weeks and we just fell off. We're like, ah, well, everything's fine. And then third baby, we're They're like, okay. what tracking? What? No, they <laughs> ate. They're fine. You know? <laughs> just, yeah. And, oh and that's really gosh. the thing is like you get less concerned with things because you realize like your other kids have turned out okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's not Survivor's necessarily bias. Maybe necessarily is. Yeah. It's not necessarily as like critical as you know, maybe they would have you believe in the hospital, which you still want to do a good job, but mm-hmm. there, there's some life real. there's some life realities that set in, um, yeah. you know, when you're yeah. parenting two kids where it's like, you know, you just, you're going to forget a diaper. You're going to forget to log a feeding. Um, and I will say though, huge help is the, um, even if you don't have any like hatch products is just using the hatch baby app. Oh, um, yeah. Because you can still track stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And if you have an Amazon Alexa, you can actually tell it to track things in the app. So there's a skill you can set up. Yeah. So even if I don't have my phone to track something, I can actually shout out to Alexa and just have her add a feeding, add a wet and dirty diaper, and it automatically adds it to the application. So the um, app, the primary app that example. you're so so the primary app that you're using for tracking is Hatch. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, because we have the the Hatch Grow, um, yeah, that's uh, that's changing cool. pad, which is great. Uh, but even just the app itself is super helpful. Um, so anybody out there that is looking to do some better tracking, or you know, you're just keeping it in the notes on your phone, Hatch is the way to go. Even if you don't have their products, dude, that's what's up. I uh, we I feel like every baby we use like a different app for tracking. It was like Sprout, and then there's like mm-hmm. the Baby Tracker app or something like. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> just, it, it, it changes. So, I mean, and people ask all the time, like, Hey, what's the best one? Like there isn't a best one. They all really accomplish the same thing. It's just a matter of, right. you know, interface changes or, you know, um, compatibility with, um, you, you know, your home, your home automation, whether it's Alexa or Google or whatever. So, exactly. uh, yeah, but yeah, Ben's using hash and it seems like it's working out pretty well. We had a guy in our father figured community. He like 
he coded and like designed his own like uh at, like tracker for for feeding and 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 um and changes and stuff it was a it was a fun little <laughs> thing that he because like he's just a, a he's a tinkerer you know he he does his own yeah. uh apps and solders and you know, he does all the stuff and I mean, uh, yeah, it more was cool power to him. I do yeah, not I have the mental capacity to to follow no. up on something like that at this and point. That just makes um, it all the more impressive. Like he's got a baby and it's yeah. his first baby. He's like doing all the, you know, he's doing all the actual, you know, rigors of being a dad. But here he is like coding, you know, his own way to like track feedings and stuff. So <laughs> shout out to him. So what is people in there? So up to this point. um, so I uh, one one common question is you know hey what's harder going from zero to one or one to two I know it's only a week in but mm -hmm. what would you say is your assessment thus far going from zero to one or one to two what's more of a shock to your system I think you know as you kind of touched on earlier I think zero to one um, was actually harder and I will say uh, one of the things that we noticed in talking to our friends who have multiple kids right is there is a big difference in the people who tell you that two kids are more work than two kids. So like two mm -hmm. kids feel more like three kids or, or the people who tell you that, well, one to two isn't actually as hard as zero to one. And the difference seems to be the people that are either stay at home parents or send their kids to daycare. Yeah. And that yeah. seems to be like the biggest split that we found. So like for us, we send our son to daycare. So the majority of the day, we, we kept him home for a couple days to get him acclimated to the new baby and really spend time as a family and bond, but we wanted to keep him in his routine. And sort of one of the biggest things that we were adamant about doing was keeping him uh, in daycare. Um, and so we found that with putting him in daycare, those days when he's at school, again, we're kind of back down to one kid. So we really only have an infant who's kind of eating, sleeping, needs a change, but she doesn't do a whole lot other than, you know, kind of hang out and be a baby. Yeah. Um, I think that changes a lot when you have a very active toddler running around. So on the days that we do keep him home, it's, you know, keeping him entertained, making sure he gets his one-on-one -on -one time so he doesn't feel left out. So there's a lot more sort of mental gymnastics that have to happen. And that and just physical exhaustion, like two and a half year olds, they just go, go, go constantly. Right. Um, there is no break unless they're sleeping or using the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. really it. Um, yeah. so I think, yeah, I think that zero to one was a much bigger shock where everything felt like emotionally felt like you were at a 10 all the time. Like everything was just anxiety inducing because you wanted to know you were doing it right. And now that we have a kid, that we look at and we're like, you know, Hey, we actually think we're doing a pretty good job with him. Yeah. Like just do the same things. Things feel less, um, sort of like life or death, right? It's thing. We know that there are things we can kind of let go. We know there are things that aren't necessarily as key and critical as, as we thought they were with our first kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, your point about having some form of help, uh, with like daycare, we did not, have that so we we felt like that full force of like okay we have to have yeah. this balancing act um of i of, feel for you, know, you yeah that was that was tough that was tough um but still at least for me i feel like uh, this is just my experience i feel like going zero to one was still a little bit more difficult because i was so mm -hmm. used to being like 
set in my own ways. I can do whatever I wanted. You know, mm-hmm. my wife and I were just like, hey, do you want to go to San Francisco? All right, cool. And we'll just like a week or two later, we'll, we'll bought tickets and then we'll travel whenever we want. Like just a complete right. total freedom. All of that gets shut down with baby number one, you know, and right. everything revolves around their schedule, their time. So with baby number two, although it was difficult, that was for me the biggest hurdle. And I was already acclimated to that mentality by baby number yep. two. So because that was for me the hardest hurdle when baby number two came along, it's like, you know, I, I, I can already get through the mental challenge of like, you know, understanding that my time isn't my own. Um, right. And the the work, the, uh, the, you know, the day in, day out grind, the changing, this, the lack of sleep, all mm-hmm. that stuff. I was okay with that. It's still physically very difficult because it is just, it's, sure. it's exhausting. Sure. It is physically For an exhausting sure. thing. And I tell people, when people have said it in Father Figure in Discord, if you hunt hard enough, like, dude, like, it doesn't matter what course you take or how many YouTube videos you watch, whatever blogs <laughs> you read, like, nothing can prepare you for the first two months. It's extremely mm-hmm. difficult. Like, it's an absolute grind. Those first eight weeks, For sure. it's just like, just bite your lower lip yeah. and just grind it out because it's, t- yeah, it's, they just constantly need something i mean yeah. they're, they're completely incapable of doing anything for themselves i mean even down to you know burping right yeah it's feed your kid and then sit there and burp them to make sure that they're they're not going to spit up or or have an issue yeah um yeah. and that's that's one of the things that we noticed just in the last you know we're about two we're coming up on two weeks on on friday um one of the biggest things that we noticed is like <laughs> i feel like once you become a parent there's a sort of constant underlying level of exhaustion, right? You're just, you're always just like, no matter how much I sleep or, um, you know, how much downtime I have, I'm just always tired in some form or fashion. Yeah. And then, so adding another kid on top of that, it's, I feel like there was less of a change in my level of tiredness. Mm -hmm. So like going from zero to one, I just remember that just absolute sort of depleted exhaustion feeling. And that was totally new for me. Like I didn't know what that was. You know, I could sleep till 11 before if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but then going from one to two, it's like, you know, you're already kind of in that parent level of, of constantly tired Mm -hmm. and operating on that mental level. And then you just sort of add another one on top of that. And you're like, okay, well, if I get woken up every you know, three to four hours in the middle of the night to change a diaper or do a feeding or whatever it is, you just sort of get up and do it yeah. and and just sort of deal with that. Um, you know, we do <laughs> fall asleep randomly uh, throughout the day, but, yeah. you know, we're doing the best we can and it's, it's much less of a shock to the system. They always say that whole like, you know, sleep when the baby sleeps, but like the reality of actually doing that is no, that's so total like, BS. It's worst the advice, complete BS, absolute worst advice. But um, yeah, man, you're and and you know what? The exhaustion is also compounded by the fact that you like those the ways that you were able to relax before, whether it's like you kick mm-hmm. back, watch a show, play, a, right. you know, whether you're like you're gaming or, you know, all that like you can't find those moments of like solace or you know because like right you're always tired and then the things that you used to like be able to just like rein it in and just sit down and relax like that's also gone because you're doing other stuff or you know right. so it's 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 tough to find that that moment to just like rest and quiet but um yeah uh it's but then you know but then like, if you're listening to this podcast you know and, and you're in your expectant parent like it's just I don't know, you kind of get used to the, your new norm and then uh, and your body snaps into it and then like, you know, it just 
becomes normal and it's totally fine and in in a good way in a good way so well and the um, thing that we've talked about before right is that you you're tired but you don't you don't want to do anything else yeah like there's I, like i don't really have this desire like i i like playing video games I enjoy doing lots of things. There's certain things that I think I do like, you know, trying to get some training in or get like some kind of workout in just to keep my energy levels up and to that. to keep myself healthy enough to be around for my kids. That. But it's about prioritizing which ones I'd rather do because the under the underlying sort of idea behind all of this is like everything that I'm doing that's not with my kids is taking time away from my kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's number mm -hmm. one is like time with my kids, time with my wife, time as a family. Number two is sort of everything else. And then all that has to be prioritized based on how much energy you have, how much time and attention you can give to it. Um, yeah. And you really have to make some, some decisions on, you know, what are the most important things? Like, you know, my health is probably going to come second. Like how am I eating? How am I training to like, keep myself healthy for the long run. And then after that, you've got, you know, career, you've got content creation, you've got all these other things. And it's like, okay, when do you do those? And when do those get prioritized? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think you time frees up as the kids get older, but, um, you know, it's, again, you just got to make some calls and make some decisions. I don't think you're ever giving up on those things. They just mm -hmm. may take a backseat for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and out of curiosity, how much time are you, are you taking off from work? Um, so that was a really interesting discussion. I think that happened in the discord was about parental leave. Mm -hmm. Um, I am incredibly fortunate in that, uh, the company that I work for actually offers 16 weeks, um, of paid parental paid? leave. Oh, get yeah, out of here, so, man. yeah. So it's, Amazing. it's like unheard of. Um, yeah. But we are so you you can apply as like the primary parent if you're the only one that works for the company. Um, not everybody takes that time, but it yeah. is something that's available to us. Let me let me um, just so real quick that I did with my son. But yeah, go ahead. I just want to interrupt for context here, because apparently, according to our statistics, people listen to this outside of the United States, which is amazing. <laughs> that's why I'm wearing my Brazil yeah. jersey today. Repping Brazil, go. all the support from Brazil. What's up? Us the number one. There you go. Uh, yeah, love Brazil, but. In the United States, paid family leave isn't exactly a thing. Like we have to circumvent the system by either, and this is both men and women, right? Uh, uh, we have to circumvent the system by either like claiming some sort of like disability uh, and then and, and having the, uh, like kind of a disability leave. Either, or, and we have laws in place like FMLA, but it doesn't necessarily like, it doesn't give us any sort of paid family right. leave it just says just that mean your you job can, is protected for exactly a while, but you can you can come back to your job exactly you can come back to your job they can't you know having a baby isn't a fireable offense you 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 take whatever time you need so that you can come back to a job and still have it but um yeah as that's a whole topic that we can probably dive into and i've, I've made a videos about this because oh, uh, it just makes me feelings angry. about that oh it, it makes me so angry it's that. just like but you know it it's it's tough we're 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 one of only two developed nations that that doesn't offer any sort of like formal uh you know fa paid family leave policy so it's uh it's it's difficult it is it's wild. difficult uh, but anyway yeah. uh, but luckily for you 
uh, you do mm-hmm. have an employer that's very, able very to hook you with 16 weeks. And how much of the 16 yeah. are you taking? Uh, full thing. Taking, I've I've set it up so I'm able to take the full 16 weeks. Um, it's something I was able to do with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the really interesting part too is that, so my wife, um, her parental leave with the company that she's with, she gets a, I believe, a maximum of six weeks at 100% pay. Now, she's the one having the baby, right? <laughs> she gets six weeks of uh, of full pay, and then I think she can take up to like eight weeks of like 65% pay. And then after that, if she wants to go to 12 weeks, she has to use her own PTO. It just doesn't so make sense point, to me. I know. You're, at that point, you're, she's you're using her own time six, off. Dude, it takes eight weeks to recover from a C-section right, surgery. Right. It takes eight it's weeks, wild. and you're given six to recover. Yeah, so it's she's just, given six, and then she's given two extra weeks because she had a C-section. So she's yeah. given two weeks of, like, disability because she had a child cut out of her body. Yeah. Um, which and in is that time, they're absolutely like, insane. And I think, I'm not, I'm not sure if it was like your doctor's orders or whatever, but generally speaking, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so unrealistic. They're like, in that in that recovery time, you like shouldn't do any heavy lifting. You shouldn't really hold the baby too much. Oh, and yeah. like, it's just like, bro, but you, and so That's in the first eight weeks, life. I need to recover. I can't hold my own baby and lift heavy things, right. but I can resume my own my own regular workload after six weeks, right? right? And if you but, and if you have a toddler at home, I mean, our toddler's 28 yeah. pounds. You're not supposed to lift more than 10. Mm-hmm. So he's going to want to be picked up. And so now you're doing this sort of dance of, okay, if he wants to be picked up or do something, you know, I have to go get him, trade the baby off. Like you're kind of doing this constant rotation of me, picking up and moving the kids, um, you know, which is definitely a, a challenge. It's something we, we haven't really been through before cause we haven't had two. Um, but yeah, I mean, your toddler doesn't understand that. They don't understand why mom can't pick them up. Um, and it's, it's definitely a real, a real challenge. And I think a real miss, uh, in just American companies that we just don't take care of people the way we should. Yeah. Um, especially just not across the board. It's not a consistent experience. Right. And it's 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 a very difficult topic too, because now we're getting into like government policies and right. it becomes it becomes a topic of like of of politics, which that that just never ends well. And like the biggest question, it's like, okay, paid family leave. Okay, you want paid time off? Sure. Who pays for that? Is that right. is that taxpayer dollars? Does it come from the you know, the government or or does it, is that fall on individual companies, right? right? And what, what, you know, what regulations do they have to fall under? Uh, you know, do, do sanitation companies offer the same thing as big tech companies? Like, you know, it's, right. so it, it's, it's, it's difficult and it's, it's hard. It's a very yeah. hard topic to navigate, but, um, I, I do, I do think that it is a problem and, uh, new parents, expectant parents, um, need some form of especially the, you know that first year is crucial man you need those mm-hmm. early weeks to bond without the pressure of uh, oh i need i need to keep working you know it's just that's just not good for yeah. the family i mean that's one of the the most amazing things about being able to bring your kid home and and having this time with them right is is getting to know them because there is i, I feel like one of the things you sort of appreciate more i think with the second than with the first is the amount of change they go through in that mm-hmm. short period, that three, four month period, that first three months of life where they're figuring out how to eat their, you know, their whole, all their body systems are starting to work. They're really starting to open their eyes and look at you and smile and react to you and and know that you're there. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a tremendously important time, I think, for both the parents and the kids 
because you're you're figuring each other out. You're learning, you know, likes, dislikes, behaviors, understanding how they react to you, how you react to them, how you can best sort of serve them as a parent. Um, you know, I'm I'm incredibly thankful for the time uh, you know, I got to have with my son um in that first 16 weeks because I just remember in that time it was like you know, he rolled over for the first time. He was like picking his head up. He was doing all these incredible milestone things mm-hmm. that I would have missed had I not been able to take that time off. Right, right. No, it's you definitely want to be there and be present. But um, yeah, it's it's really cool that uh, you were fortunate enough to have that. I I have I had I had two weeks off when. Um, our, our youngest was, or our second was born. I remember that. And I, to, I was right back at work and, you know, you feel bad, you know, you want to, you want to be home. You want to be there for a lot of those pivotal moments. You want to be helpful you, um, to, you know, mm-hmm. to your spouse. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough thing to navigate, but, um, yeah. So, so, but back to, back to new baby for you. Yeah. Right. So we know that you're tired. Uh, we know <laughs> that, um, but you know, but uh, when it comes to uh, to mom, how's mom doing? How's mom recovering? Mom's doing really well. Okay. Um, you know, I think she. We've talked about it. I think she kind of feels similar to the to the way I do. Um, you know, obviously she's recovering physically from a C section. Um, this is her second C section, um, so we kind of know roughly what recovery looks like. Um, you know, I will say the the overall experience was much different. Um, our, our first birth was uh, with an emergent C-section. This one was actually a planned, scheduled C-section. Um, so the, the whole experience was entirely different, uh, much mm-hmm. less frantic. She didn't labor at all. Um, so she actually is kind of up and moving around. And, you know, we've been going out and running errands. Um, she seems to be feeling... Uh, pretty good. Um, you know, obviously still sore and, and still kind of protecting her incision and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, we're, making we're sure a diaper that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing all this. Yeah. That's of one of the things they, no. right. That's, that's all the stuff that like, if you don't have a kid or, or haven't had a kid before, it's like, they do not talk about all the recovery. Yeah. Um, and, there's... That, and, and you're never, I have never had more respect for my wife and the, 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 endurance the things she's able to endure mm-hmm. for the sake of our kids oh yeah then like watching her have kids or like it, again both oh, through yeah. c-section but man just the thing she went through after the first one to to come back and say i still want to have another kid was <laughs> like mind-blowing to me my wife uh, says that she she's like I don't know what it is because like it's grueling, like even leading up mm-hmm. to baby, it's 40 yeah. weeks of like, like my wife suffers from chronic migraines. So like it's 40 weeks of oh. not taking her migraine medicine. Right. Uh, she, you know, not eating, you know, food that she loves like sushi or, you know, like cold cuts mm-hmm. or whatever. So that, like, right. that right there is one part of like the amount, the endurance that we take, you know, us as husbands, it's just like, it's hard to acknowledge that like, oh man, you're doing everything, you're sacrificing business because a lot of it is just kind of like, man, you're really mad at me right now and you're uncomfortable. And there's like yep. a lot of like infighting and bickering and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but, the, but like it's hard to understand. Yeah, it is it's hard to understand because you're yeah. not going through it. It's hard exactly. to understand like we're the hormonal changes that. and the, you know, I can't have a sandwich and I can't do this and I can't do that. And I'm giving up all of these things right. to make sure our kid is, is healthy um, exactly. and, and as protected as they can be. Yeah. And we just, 
we'll never understand <laughs> no that right no. that i live from a physical perspective but then and then the birth happens and that's when like at least for me like holy crap like i remember like like thinking like geez man there's no one stronger than my wife like that it, this is phenomenal uh but then yeah the recovery after is not sexy like it is mm. it's it's grueling and like uh, for c-section it's one thing right and then the vaginal right. there's so much bleeding and they're yeah. literally like wearing wearing diapers and there's just, it's just oh, like yeah the mesh so underwear the liners so bad so i feel so bad and there's like nothing as a husband there's nothing you can do i mean there's no. nothing you can do other than like how can i help and kind of you know bring things like you know invest in like cooling pads in right, and right. honestly i think as a dad and as a husband i think we owe it to our our partners to do some research mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. if you don't know what's coming just do some research see what's out there understand like what that recovery process looks like so that you at least have an idea of what's normal mm -hmm. Because I think it's it's our role and our position to when when she's recovering, there is this, and this is really surprising to me. There's this big gap, right? So she had a major surgery mm -hmm. to take a baby out of her body. The next thing you hear from your OB is like, "All right, I'll see you in six weeks." So there's a six week gap. Yeah. I have not. There's not another major surgery where you're gonna have your abdomen opened and then no one's gonna see you for six weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you need to understand what that recovery looks like so you can look for signs and issues that might be, you know, worrisome, uh, you know, what's worrying, what's not. Because yeah. you need to be on her side right. and help her figure those things out, yeah. um, you know, because she's going to have enough on her mind, especially if it's here first. So you have to be a, a strong advocate for your partner at that point. So. Educate yourselves, guys. Research it. It's not pretty. It's not sexy. It's, you know, but that's, it is what it is. If you're going to have kids, this is a part of it. Like the recovery is a part of it. Dude, it's, um, it's funny that you say that because I remember we, because like when you take baby home, like they, you have to take the baby to the pediatrician within like the first 48 hours or so. Yeah. And I remember going to that appointment and my wife, you know, like, it's a pediatrician. The doctor is there to, to check out the baby. But then my wife would just like ask questions about herself. Just like, yeah. so like, I'm feeling this, like that's normal. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, this is the wrong doctor. But like, she's yeah. a mom who's been through it too. And so like, right. so she found a little bit of comfort and solace through a pediatrician talking her through things. And mm -hmm. <laughs> that wasn't, that's not what the appointment was for. But yeah, I remember doing that. But to your point, you know, um, being an advocate to your wife is something that um, I've I've mentioned in videos. I, I repeatedly talk about that in the course. And I think in, in the first um, month one, month two of the father figured course that, that we have, uh, we interview. I think we, we we've got interviews with OBs, uh, with actual practicing OBGYNs just talking about like the signs to look out for. And I think right. a lot of guys who like watch that, they're like, I need no part of this. I'm gonna skip this part of the course and go on to the other stuff. I'm like, you know, it's there for you <laughs> because it's, there, it's important man. to I know, mean, man. Yeah, and you've you've got to understand it, right? Like that's that's part of the 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 heavy lift of of being in a balanced relationship is yeah. it it is not something that she can and should go through on her own. No, um, no. 
you know, it's something that's that's incredibly important for us to understand because we're just as much a part of that process. If we want to be a part of the fun stuff, like, you know, picking out gear and designing a room and whatever, right, raising the kids once they come out, mm-hmm. that whole period is is incredibly important. And I think, you know, you can build your relationship up through that, through the stuff that is, I mean, that's some of the most pivotal stuff in a relationship, right? Is the things that aren't sexy, the things that aren't fun, the things that are like really challenging to, to deal with because it's something that's so outside of our comfort zone. Um, but you gotta be there for it. That's all you can do. I, you know, I talking about this, uh, kind of making me recall a story of when our first was born, uh, I was like, you know, our baby was asleep. My wife was in the bathroom, just kind of sitting there, just chilling. And my wife calls me up. She's like, Andrew. I was like, yeah, what's up? She's like, come here, come here. You guys see this. I was like, okay. And she's like hovering over the toilet. Maybe this is TMI, but this, this is dad life, right? This is real dad life. Hey, she's hovering life, over man. the toilet with like her diaper, basically, just like kind of mm-hmm. down a little bit. And inside of the diaper, it looks like, oh, there's blood, but it's accompanied with what basically look like a miniaturized version of like a jello shot, like a strawberry jello yeah. shot, just like a giant yeah. mucusy shot mm-hmm. of jello, just a, a blood. Yeah. And I was like, what the f- that fell out of yeah. you? And she's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, is this bad? Like, my blood clot like, is, is this bad? Blood? Am I dying? What is this? I was like, oh, I hopped on Google and then she like checked her due date groups and stuff like that. Yeah. And apparently, it's not something to freak out about, but I mean, no. it was a very <laughs> alarming sight, you know? Yeah. But, you start think you start learning about like okay what blood clots are normal what do they look like what's the size what's the frequency how often should you be passing them yeah. and, and those are all the things like you said I mean those are all the things like they're not fun to talk about yeah. but it's something that everybody goes through and no one really shares outside of probably a very small circle of moms and I think more dads need to know about it yeah, um, yeah. you know because I, I think given the opportunity I think most dads want to help. Um, yeah, and I think there's sure. a sort of barrier of knowledge where it's like, you know, if I don't know, I can't help. And then the the next move is to just like, well, kind of ignore it and she'll let me know if she needs my help. Exactly. Uh, but you know, the more we can teach, the more we can talk about it, the more we can kind of open up these conversations. I think the better off we're all going to be, you know, and, and guys, if you're, you know, we, it's not like we have like the most massive, you know, following podcast following or whatever, but if you are a consumer of dad verb content on youtube of this podcast you're that guy you're an involved guy and we're just so happy that you're here because you know we are we are just in a generation of guys who are much more involved and engaged with the family and i love it i'm here for it i'm making that we're we're making that content for it so we are uh we're grateful that you're here along for the ride because the, the reality is there's also a large segment of you know the population that still has very traditional you know, mm-hmm. values and ideology of, of, you know, mom suffers through this and it's like, that's not my place. You know, I'll, you know, I, I do something else. Uh, so, but you know, being at least in, at the very least informed, uh, will, will do wonders for you in, in your relationship, in your relationship, I'm sure in those, in those early weeks, but you know, let me ask you this real quick, man. So yeah. how have you defined your role in this, in this first week or so? Right. So I, I'm, if, you know, a lot of yeah. one hurdles that, you know, mom breastfeeds, right? Feet. that's her thing. Right. I don't, you know, I'm not breastfeeding, you know? Uh, yeah. so, you know, I don't know what your thing is. I don't know if you're formula feeding or what, but like what has been established as kind of like, all right, me, dad, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm taking care of while mom handles right. this. Yeah. So that's, that's been 
an interesting challenge. I think for, you know, baby number one, it was just, uh, dig into all the gross stuff, right? Change the diapers, clean up the spit up, um, and, and dig into a lot of the, the household maintenance stuff. Like if you're not already doing this kind of stuff, guys, like, you know, laundry dishes, really just like table stakes, yeah. figure it out, get it done. Mom's recovering. She's got enough to do. You're going to have to step up there. Um, so, you know, it's, it's doing dishes, doing laundry, making sure that kind of the house is run the way it needs to be. Um, and then, you know, having two kids really with the youngest, with our newest, it's again, digging into that, that dirty stuff, right? So if she's up at two in the morning doing a feed, I know that there's going to be a dirty diaper. It's my job to get up and change her, um, you know, kind of rock her back to sleep, make sure she's good so that she can lay in her bassinet so that mom can lay down and start getting, <laughs> start getting some sleep before that next, you know, two hour alarm rolls back around and the baby's yeah. going to wake back up hungry and she's going to have to do another, you know, 20 or 30 minute feed. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I can't do that. Um, so that's a way that I can help. I can do all of the stuff around that feed. So like when the baby <coughs> starts to cry, get her up, get mom settled, you know, kind of help with that. Um, especially again, since she had a C-section, um, she can't really lift a whole lot at this point. Um, mm -hmm. making sure like things are stocked. So like I have the diaper bag, I make sure, you know, we've got everything that we need when we leave the house. Like, do we have diapers? Do we have wipes? Do we have cream? Do we have this, that, and the other thing? So that we don't have to think about it. Do we have the stroller and all the stuff that we need? Nice, um, so that when she's walking out the door, she's just got to worry about herself and really whatever she's carrying. Um, and then, you know, I would say with like our toddler, with him, it, a lot of it is just trying to spend as much one-on-one -on -one time as I can with him. Yeah. Um, since usually, you know, again, mom's feeding the baby every couple hours. He doesn't necessarily understand that. Um, and he wants to, you know, be in her lap, be with her. And so if I'm running to the store or if I'm doing something in the garage, even just like working out, I take him with me. I'm like, hey, buddy, why don't you come work out with me? And he'll come out and do his little like kettlebells and, you know, watch a show or something and play with some cars while I work out. Yeah. Or he'll come with me to the hardware store or the grocery store or whatever. Just having that time with him to help him remember how special he is. Um, even though there's a new baby in the house, I think is really helpful. And, you know, vice versa, when I can take the infant so that my wife can have one-on-one -on -one time with our oldest. Yeah. Um, so doing that switch to say, all right, I'm going to take the baby upstairs and, and just, you know, chill out with her for a little bit, give her a bottle, whatever it is, um, so that you can spend time with our son so that he, again, doesn't feel like his mom's being, you know, taken away by the new baby. So it's really just, you know, filling in those gaps, trying to keep the house run, trying to, um, you know, help with the kids where I can, um, occupy our toddler when I can, um, and then helping with the infant, uh, you know, as, as needed, I guess, as much as I can do. Dude, you've been a, you're a facilitator, man. You're, um, you're absolutely <laughs> crushing it right now. I think, um, in, in month at the end of like our first month in the course that we've got like a, a PDF, mm -hmm. one of one of the guys in the group actually made it. it. It's like a list of 15 things that you could be doing if it's not right. directly to re related to like the baby, you know, because sometimes it's right. like, well, what is my role? Like, OK, other than like caring for the baby, like what else am I supposed to be doing? You know, and there's like a lot of unsexy things like there's like insurance and hospital mm -hmm. bills and like, you know, right. 
managing iCloud space, you're gonna be taking a, a, a buttload of photos, you know. So it's just, yeah. it's just make sure invest invest in that two terabyte plan for real, for real. Ten bucks a month, worth it. No, but yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's a, I haven't. It's you know it's in the course, but I feel like maybe I should figure out a way to like free that up and and provide it. Just have it out there because it's a very 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 helpful resource. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I want to move on to some of the questions that have come in and and see if uh, maybe you can uh, relate to any. So, so the first one's yeah. probably going to be pretty deep. It's did you experience any prenatal postpartum anxiety or depression or any sort of quote unquote identity crisis around the time of your first? child's birth that was submitted by brie mm. kowski um mm. that's a good question I, you know that is a good question i'll i'll just go ahead and answer it for me you know yeah. this is a very common thing that I, I i like to try to bring some form of awareness to yes like yeah guys can have postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety and i've had like really angry salty moms being like that's not a thing like guys cannot have that i went through this my body was torn mm. apart not yours that's not a thing right. but um yeah don't take that away from me yeah exactly exactly and i was like i i i fully get where you're where that sentiment would come from but um that also uh, is a very dangerous to guys who are like no i right. actually am suffering from this and i guess i'm not allowed to have that so let me just sit with this and, and bottle it up and yeah. violent and belligerent very quickly you know so like um it, it's something that i've i've done videos on i've i've interviewed mm -hmm. um a couple we we we've got you know some resources on that within the course I, i'm not so sure about on youtube but personally for me i haven't honestly dealt with it um it's just not something that i've i i've dealt with but i know many many right. guys who have uh and i know uh, at least one or two doctors that specialize in addressing that um, because it is mm. a very, very real thing, that identity crisis. I mean, I had moments of frustration. I've had moments of like, dude, my time isn't my own anymore. Like what happened to my yeah. wife? You know, like our sex drive is just down. Like we're not yeah. like, when are we going to have sex again? You know, like we've had those kinds of moments where it's just like, man, this right. is frustrating. And you know, things aren't the way they were before kids. There was kind of yeah. like that, that things are, things are never the same. Yeah. So I, I grappled with that to some extent, but, uh, but it wasn't anything that I really ever like, you know, dwelled on heavily to the point where like it got to like a very concerning or, or difficult level. So I, and honestly, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm the best person to be like, to categorize that as like, you know, not, PPD, right? Um, or, or because maybe it is in an acute form. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. I've never felt like I've I've um, dealt with anything like that. And it's you know, I just um, you know, I just kind of maybe dismissed it as uh, just nah, that's just new dad stuff. It'll, it'll sort itself out. Yeah. And I guess it did. But I, for others, I, it's tough. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that's much more common than. Than people it is. realize, right? It is, um, it you is. know, especially uh, postpartum anxiety. Um, I think is a, a really big challenge for a lot of um, new dads. And as, one of the things we found is like even with new moms is like they talk about postpartum depression all the time. Um, you know, you get screened for it, you get questions about it every time you go into the doctor. Um, but postpartum anxiety, which can be you know debilitating at times. Um, you know, is something that isn't talked about much. Now, 
for me personally, um, I would say I probably experienced some anxiety, um, not necessarily like didn't know what my role was because I think where I dug in, you know, with our first and second was the same where I dug in was like, just where can I help? And mm-hmm. sort of that was my focus. But I think part of that was also, I dug in that way because those were things that I could control. So when other things fell out of control, like my time wasn't my own, you know, my wife is now completely focused on this little human being that she's got to feed and care for. The only things that I could really control were, can I keep the house clean? Can I make sure the bills are paid on time? Can I make sure the diapers are changed when they need to be changed? Those are the things that are where I can make a difference. Yes. And sort of, you know, I end up, I think, doubling down on the things that I, the, the minutia, because I can control those. And it gives me a sense of like sort of order, right? right. And the chaos. Um, so I don't know if that's, you know, necessarily, you know, PPD or, or anxiety. I think it's probably driven a bit by some anxiety of, mm-hmm. I don't really know what to do. I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm, you know, good enough. Right. Um, you know, am I a good dad? Like that's a constant worry. Yeah. Um, you know, am I, am I like messing up my kids? And I think from day one to now, you still think about that all the time. Oh, all the time. Um, but I think yeah. that's also part of like parenting of, of the people that I know that are great parents are generally worried that they're not great parents. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're not worried about it and they don't really care, then they may not necessarily be that good. Yeah, stress um, comes from giving a sh- right. You know, that's that's yeah. the phrase. It's yeah, phrase. you You're care. All really stressed. You care. It's like, dude, it might. Are they eating enough? Are they getting the right calories? Are they growing on mm-hmm. their curve? Is this like I'm really tired? And I just need them to have screen time. But like, is this damaging right. to them? Like, are they gonna? Are, right. are they gonna have like bad attention? disorders like what am i doing something or like what's happening yeah like you're constantly yeah, thinking how that, badly like, am i screwing up my kids i know the montessori um, method is good but i'm more of like a diet montessori kind of a person like yeah. i don't know if it could go full out like it's hard so you know but yeah. am i, no, am I, I bad for that either. you know so yeah. it's yeah it's know. a challenge and you know i think the i think the anxiety is just sort of a you know i don't think it's been to the point where i was constantly worried about my child i'll say probably in the beginning um and i think every parent goes through this right is when you're on that learning curve of like we don't know what's happening we don't know if they're safe um every parent goes through this like two in the morning wake up in a panic and like scramble over your significant other to like put your hand on your kid's chest to like make sure they're still breathing. Yeah, and like yeah. we have monitors that tell us if they're not breathing. Oh yeah, we yeah but we do. I, we but do. you don't trust it. But you still don't <laughs> like. There's something Never. in your gut that says like I it's it can't be right. It's a mistake. You know, my kid died and I slept through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you need to like physically check because even on our second, like I did it. Um a couple nights ago, one thirty in the morning, she slept for like four hours and I woke up just in an absolute panic that I had swaddled her too tight or whatever. And I, you know, did the whole thing. I scrambled over and then I just sort of like nudged her a little bit and then she did her, you know, she kind of wiggled and stretched and I was like, okay, she's all right. Yeah. And then I could, you know, go back to sleep. Um, you know, who knows, maybe that's anxiety. Maybe that's just because I care and want to make sure she's safe. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, real quick, tell the people uh, what, what monitor are you using out of curiosity? 
Uh, so we are on the second generation of the Miku. Um, Miku so we had, yeah, we had the first Miku, which we liked. Uh, I don't think we had as many issues as you did with ours. Yeah. Um, but did, did decide I to upgrade issues. to the Miku pro. That's good. Um, just cause the, the, some extra features and better resolution and all that stuff. So have really, really enjoyed that so far. Although I would not recommend wall mounting them anymore. I, the stand seems to be the way to go. Uh, ours is currently wall mounted in, <laughs> in our, in our oh, daughter's I, nursery. I took so. the, uh, the, um, what are they called? The cable hides off. Yeah. Um, and it peeled some of the paint off, like the top yeah. layer of paper. It's going to happen to us too. Yeah. So I'm going to have to patch it and repaint. It's the gonna be only like... way that I found to make it work was, uh, using a hairdryer to heat up the adhesive. Oh, and get it and all then loose. peeling it. Yeah. And then it would kind of, it would peel off much easier without taking the paint off. But that's super tedious. It took me like half an hour to remove something that's supposed to be safe to remove from my wall. Yeah, Miku Miku is not a sponsor. Okay, then we're not. These happen to be the <laughs> monitors that we use, and I, I I've been a just big like fan them. of been a big fan of Nanit for the last few years. It's just this this go. I just wanted to use something different. But yeah, um, yeah that's in case you were curious. That's what we've got going on. Um, and then next question, which is just the biggest, uh, like. We could do a full episode on this. How do you create time for yourself away from kids slash spouse? What do you do in that alone time? Mm. Okay, well, That's to tough. be honest with you, when you're in, when you're in that newborn stage, it's very very difficult to free up any sort of time because you're, the the focus is especially in those early weeks. It's just it's just baby, right? Like you really yeah. don't have time for yourself. Um, I mean. I mean, yeah, like we, at least with the first baby, it wasn't like that. With the second baby, we were a little bit more like, oh, no, we can, we can do stuff, right? We can, yeah. once the baby goes down, let's, let's watch one of our shows on Netflix, you know, let's, let's, let's do that. But like, um, I think that's a bigger, that's an even bigger question as like your kids get older. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe you can speak to this from, you know, more have like having a toddler, a two year old. Right. But, and I made a full video about this, like how to make time for yourself, uh, how to do like, you know, your own self care, but it's like really being intentional about your, your time. Like, right. You know, like my, like we have like an established schedule, like a Google calendar, right. When I have like a workout mm-hmm. time, like 10 to 11 AM, like that's my time. It's like not negotiable. Like that is my time to do right. my workouts and my thing. You know, uh, and and my wife knows that. And then she has her blocks of time where she does whatever it is she wants. I don't question it. She do whatever the heck she wants. And I know that that's my time to step up and be dad and not and you know right. not be you know uh, inhibited by work. And it that time is for me to be dad and be focused, uh, so that she doesn't have to worry in the back of her head like, oh, the kids are gonna need me. They're gonna nag at me right. to get whatever. Like, no, this time is your time. That's not negotiable. So yeah. uh, we are very intentional uh, about about that and communicating. You know, like as we record this podcast right now, my wife is having a bachelor night with her friends, right? <laughs> and, and, and she put that in the Google Calendar. She's like, hey, Tuesday nice. nights are bachelor night with my girlfriends. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, you do whatever you want. Um, and usually. You know, I would either be with the kids, but because it's so late, you know, it's I'm recording a podcast. But um, yeah, we're just very intentional about establishing what time is ours and being open right. and communicating about that. Uh, because and, and it's really easy to say, like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I have to do this. I have to do that. Like, well, no, right. you, I can guarantee you that there is time. You just mm-hmm. need to make that time and be intentional about putting forth the effort to like 
freeing up whatever block that you need to do whatever right. it is that you want. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's gaming or whatever, but right. yeah. And that's, that's what we talked about a little bit earlier is like that, that prioritization of, yes. you know, prioritize your, in order to be a good parent, you do need to prioritize yourself at some point, at some points you need to prioritize yourself and your relationship. So if you are in a, still in a, you know, two parent household and you're in a relationship that requires maintenance. Um, mm-hmm. That relationship was was there before your kids were there, and hopefully that relationship will be there after, after your kids have left your house. Exactly. And if you're not doing the work to maintain that, then that's where you really start to get into trouble because in order to, to parent effectively, to communicate with each other effectively, you still have to have that base layer of, you know, of, of, of you know, like attraction and understanding and communication. And that comes from reminding yourselves why you got together in the first place. Like my wife and I have been together since we were 19. We met in college. We're 35 now. So like, Mm. it's been a long time. Um, we've really watched each other grow up, uh, from our, you know, late teens, early twenties, where we were like terrible college people to, you know, being in our mid thirties, you know, on our way to 40 with two kids and, and a house. Um, it's a big difference, but so much of that, when we look back on it, there are so many times where when we ended up in an argument or we ended up in a situation that we, we weren't happy with is because we either weren't making time for each other or weren't communicating effectively. We weren't making that time to have that communication or we weren't protecting the things that were important to us as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you said, like workout time, like workout time is really important to me because that's the thing that keeps me like level headed. I feel like that's something that that helps me maintain my balance, my sort of, I know when I don't work out for a certain amount of time, I actually, my anxiety skyrockets. Yeah. I get yeah. really I get snippy with people. I me get too. cranky and I'm just like, it's almost like being hangry. Yeah. But I'm just like, yeah. I have to go move. It's like I have too much energy <laughs> and I just can't keep it bottled up and it comes out in unproductive ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, getting over to like the relationship piece, you know, having a two-year-old, we're, we're fortunate enough that we have family around us and, you know, our two-year-old will go spend time uh, at grandma's house. So he'll do a, an overnight. So every you know month or two, so we'll nice. do an overnight at my mom's house and we'll go on a date. So we either do like, a, you know, a couple's date where we go out with some friends of ours and we'll do just, you know, dinner, just the two of us where there's no kids. It's just us. The whole idea is that we, you know, we always eventually end up talking about the kids, but the idea is that that time is for us to just be grownups, you know, be a couple, talk about the things that are important to us, talk about the things we don't get to talk about on a regular basis, um, and really get back to knowing, again, why it is that we got together and reminding ourselves why that's so important. Man, I, you're hitting a, a lot of points. So... I, I did make a video on this and I'm trying to find when I uploaded it. I uploaded it on in December, either November or December of 2022. If you go onto the channel, the title of the video is called Making Time for Self-Care, Tips for New Dads and Moms. Um, if you want to go check out that video for a little bit more of a, you know, a thorough walkthrough on the topic of um, 
you know, being intentional, prioritizing your marriage. I think I correlate the marriage to like the foundation of a family. Uh, and you know, if the wind blows, the tree topples, if it's on a weak foundation, right? So you always have to make sure that that foundation is strong, uh, roots are strong. So no matter which way the wind blows, whether it's kids throwing you for a loop, financial, whatever, that marriage is, or that, that partnership, that relationship that you have with your partner, it's, um, it's well-grounded and nothing, uh, it's yeah. going to make the family unshakable. So anyway, um, to, to I want to just kind of round things out here um, with, uh, I just, uh, because we're coming up on an hour here and I, I like to try to keep these around an hour, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. So, good time. Uh, so I just want to, you know, like one, we usually do our drafts, right? Uh, we haven't really prepped any of that this week because we wanted to stay focused on Ben's first week home with the baby. But um, I just want to share one thing that I've really enjoyed this week. And it kind of goes along the line of making time for myself. I'm not a big gamer. Like I enjoy video games. I enjoy like strategic mm-hmm. card games. That's why I freaking love Pokemon. Yeah. I'm a nerd. <laughs> but I started playing Hogwarts Legacy. I... I have a PS5 that has literally sat dormant. I, I like rarely turn it on. I have I've spent games are so freaking expensive now. They're ridiculous. So expensive. I, I bought a Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, mm-hmm. and then I bought Ghost of Tsushima, and it was like this. Oh, Ghost this, of Tsushima is so good, dude. That game so good. So I haven't even started that. It's like a book, right? It's just sitting on my yeah. on my bed. So I haven't even cracked the book open yet because I'm swinging through New York and I'm and I'm I'm terrible at these games. But it's just such a fun experience, especially you know me growing up with like Mario Kart 64. Like these games mm-hmm. are so radically immersive and uh, and just mm-hmm. open world, amazing. So anyway, I I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'll I'll come back to Miles Morales one day. I'll start Ghost of Tsushima eventually. I've been waiting for Hogwarts Legacy for like two, three years. And it is phenomenal. It has been is so it? fun to just wander around Hogwarts. Did you, do you, are you a Harry Potter person or is that kind of not your flavor? No. So the first Harry Potter books I want to say came out when I was in like sixth grade. Yeah. I think somewhere around there, somewhere around middle school. I remember I had an English teacher that was like reading them to us. Um, so yeah, it's been a part of my life for, a long, long time. Dude. Um, I'm, I'm much more like star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Kinda, I'm a star Wars guy but, too. I, I, right. So I think, I think the whole world of Harry Potter is super cool. Um, but I, I probably haven't gotten into it as much as I could. Dude. So, I mean, you talk about like how it was part of your childhood, but like it was your dream to like go to, yeah, I can't say I didn't want Hogwarts. to be a wizard after reading them. Course, you wanted to be sorted into a house, right? You wanted to, you know, to, oh, to, to do the whole experience. This game is like putting you through it, man. It is so freaking fun. And like, so do you get to like pick a wand? Like, yeah, dude, do you go yeah. through the whole like, you know, dragon heart string and one hundred Ollivanders and all that stuff. Yes, oh, dude. So, so like, so you can do it in game. I did it in like the app before. So, uh, you like take this test, right? And I was sorted into, I was sorted into Gryffindor, my Patronus, right? The, to, to right. like deflected Dementors. My Patronus was a black stallion and my wow. wand was, uh, I don't even remember. It was like, I, it, there's so many woods. I, I don't remember. So I was like, this, this is cool, but I don't want to be in Gryffindor. I wanted to be because like that was my whole childhood, like Gryffindor. I've seen the common right. room. I played like the, the games on PS2. I was like, no, I want something different. 
so I, my, I, I based my choice off of what the common room dormitory right. looked like, right? So Slytherin, it looked like a dungeon, not a fan right. of it. Uh, Ravenclaw looked like a library, whatever. Gryffindor, been there, done that. Hufflepuff. I heard Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff looks so dope, right? It's like they've got like like greenery and plants growing everywhere. It's like a place where they would probably like grow weed or something. I don't know. Like it's like it's it's, <laughs> it's beautiful. The, the campus dealers. Oh yeah, for sure. Like so, and and in my head, like Hufflepuff is where like the creatives are. It's where the artists are. Yeah. That's where like the cool, you know, the the, the, like the a drama lot of geeks. Bags. For sure. And so I'm like, you know what? I think Hufflepuff Hufflepuff is my flavor, right? They're like. Yeah. They're not Somebody's like hacky sacking in the corner. They're just chill, man. They're cool. They're not like the, the pretentious nerds. They're not evil. They're not like brave, pompous. Like they're just like, well, we're cool, man. We're just running the mill. So I'm Hufflepuff, right? So I, I guess I get sorted into there. And then my wand, I like chose. We just did like a little bedroom redesign where we got mm-hmm. like just a very light, like kind of beech wood or like ashy wood kind of dressers and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, I want light wood. I want a light wooden wand. So I went with Aspen wood <laughs> with dragon heart string. Uh, <laughs> and then I, and then I intentionally like answered these questions weird so that my Patronus would be a dragon because dragons are just way more badass than, uh, than I a mean, black stallion. Who, yeah. Who doesn't want a dragon <laughs> right. flying out of the end of their wand? I was like, born year so of the dragon. So, oh, there you go. So, yeah. And so, and, and, and I'm Chinese. I'm half Chinese. I'm like, you know what? Dragon, dragon is in my spirit. You know, it's lucky, right? It's incredibly lucky. So, but dude, it's been really fun just traversing through like Hogwarts and going into Hogsmeade and like the actual like gameplay of like going into like a battle with the wands. It's like, dude, it is so fun. It's such an immersive experience. And, um, I haven't been able to play it that much, but it's been the most like video game play that I've had in in Mm -hmm. years. So um, I got to do that, and maybe after we sign off, I might get some more Hogwarts in. But yeah, that's I'm been my favorite you, thing of the week. I want to kind of turn to start, you. Don't start Ghost of Tsushima uh, unless you have a lot of time. I yeah, dude. Uh, it's, <sighs> it's it's the open world is incredible. It's such a good it's, game, and the story is amazing. It's like if you liked like um, like Red Dead Redemption or anything yes, like that, exactly. which just constant. It, choices and yeah if you like that that mix mix with japanese history of like yeah samurai like oh well and just the the scenery that you go through on the different the different parts of the island and all that Mm -hmm. is is unbelievable um sort of the cinematics of it are really cool it's like it's just a playable movie at this point yeah yeah it's just so crazy where it's come from because like i you know i grew up with video games but they are just they are not like they are no today you know no. it's and i used I'm to a get so fired guy, up like about, i don't um i used to get it? so fired up about uh like metal gear solid oh, back yeah. in the day oh like, yeah oh the whole metal gear solid franchise because like that was the most immersive experience and you look back on it now and like they the the playstation one and two versions of it like they yeah. look terrible like people's faces are like angular they have like triangle faces and like their eyes don't move yeah um and they have like big like club yeah they have like club hands oh yeah and i remember seeing that being like this is this is so sick i'm so excited about this like like look at the graphics they're so real Freaking Final Fantasy VII, the main character Cloud, he's like a legendary character. He's such a, a he was like a, such an iconic 
PlayStation character. I look back at like spiky hair. Oh yeah, yeah, with a giant oversized sword that he and he's thin little arms. He was not <laughs> lifting enough. He can't actually handle that sword. Uh, but the yeah, I, I remember like looking back. I'm like, dude, that guy is pixelated AF, man. Like he's oh, he so is. bad. It's but, so um, terrible. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it, it's so fun to see how it's evolved. But yeah, I was I'm such a console person. Like I I not like a big PC gamer. I I love mm-hmm. my old classic. Like you know, uh, yeah. I like having a controller. Yeah, having a controller, it's just, that's just the way it is. But anyway, that's been my fun thing for the week. What about you, man? Oh, Other than having a baby. Has yeah, anything, basically it's just the kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically it's just bringing a life into the world. I figured, yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, it's been been a lot of family time, which has been really amazing. Um, you know, watching our son transform into like a big brother is like an unbelievable experience Mm -hmm. um he's handled it surprisingly well you know little fits of rage here and there of like you know needing attention and all that but yeah i think it's to be expected but yeah i mean i think if i can um you know get an opportunity to do some things that will help me relax a bit uh, maybe play some games um we are i'm this is gonna sound super like old people excitement I'm really excited because my wife and I have committed to like purging our home while we're off. Marie Kondo. Because we, right. Because we <laughs> both looked around and we were like, we can't keep up. Like we have so much stuff and there's just so much happening Dude. and where we want to put our focus is like really on the kids mm-hmm. and like travel and like we're redoing the backyard and we're doing a bunch of stuff around the house and we realized yeah. Like we just need to go through like the years of stuff that we've moved with and that's still in boxes and that has just been like shoved in a closet and never touched. So I finally got like this commitment where I sat down and said like, okay, we've got all this time off. Our son's in daycare, which means our days are pretty free. Mm -hmm. Can we purge? Like, let's just get through all the stuff. Let's purge. Let's organize. Let's like downsize all our stuff Mm -hmm. just to free up you know, just mental capacity to, to manage our home. Dude. Um, so that's going to be a big project over the next couple of weeks that I'm super excited about. You should be, man. Cause that is one of the most liberating feelings like to, to, it, you just like feel clean. It's just like a mental, mm-hmm. just, just, Oh my gosh. I just let all this heaviness go, all this crap, just stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like so hard because like w- with a baby, there's just stuff everywhere. Ah, so much there's like stuff. pump parts and bottles. There's just things everywhere. It's just like, Oh my, what the heck happened to our well, nice house? Try 10 different bottles to like oh. figure out the one that they want. And then once you find <laughs> the one they want, you buy like 15 of them. So you don't have mm-hmm. to clean them as often. Like it's a whole thing. We just Dude, have, yeah cabinets full of stuff kitchen full of stuff we have like i'm working on um building a like a capsule wardrobe Mm -hmm. so basically like doing just basics like basics neutral colors and then my kind of accents are like hats and shoes Mm -hmm. so like basically it means spending a bunch of money at lululemon to get like (laughs) you know basics and like real comfortable stuff oh man um but it's it's (laughs) It's kind of nice because what I realized is like, you know, I go to pick out clothes in the morning and like, I don't have the, I don't have the mental capacity or the time at this point to go, what am I going to match with these pants? What am I going to match with this graphic t-shirt? What am I going to, like, I just want colors that go with other colors. So no matter what I pick, like (laughs) I just pick pants, shirt, shoes, hat, done. 
Dude, I'm um, the same way. So I'm I'm really excited to just purge and clean out and simplify. Yeah, it's uh it's a good man. I uh my uh my wardrobe is like strictly like two brands. It's like built mm-hmm. BYLT built basics, right? I love them. Yeah. And then legends. I love that like my athleisure. And it's there's like I there's no logos, there's no nothing. It's just like colors. And yeah. I just that's just my aesthetic. That's I'm just my really vibe. into it. Just like plain colors. Done. Dude, that's me, man. I got like and just like regular color and the ones I got like it's got like an off color pocket. I'm like, yep. geez. But done and done. Dude, man, I <laughs> jeans. That's it. Or joggers. So man, that's uh, that's been me. Anyway, um, I'm sure you're exhausted. I'll let you go. I got to get back to Hogwarts and uh, dominate some wizards uh, with Incendio. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, well, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you have any sort of reviews or feedback, please let us know. We've been having some audio volume issues like the last little bit, and guys on our Discord have been like, it's off, man. Like you, We've been needing to crank up the volume. I'm so sorry. I'm still learning. This is new. This is new. I think we got. I think we might have it figured out. I'm hoping. I think we. I'm so thinking I, we. We. I have figured out. I pushed so anyway. my audio up a bit, so hopefully, hopefully we all sound good. Hopefully we sound great, and it's going to be smooth sailing from here on out. But until then, we wish you all the best. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.